Hello, <laughs> listeners, and welcome to our podcast. It's called Cosplay and Cocktails. I am Jesse, as always. As always. And this is Paige. Hey, guys, welcome. Um, hey, Jesse, you got any nerd news over there? I don't think so. I don't think so. Slow, slow. Just slow. It's the new year now as we're recording it's... this. The last time we recorded, it was 2020. Now yep. it's 2021. Yep. Yep, oh, we... I got my tattoo, got my smog. Oh, yeah. I'm going in two days. He's crusting up real well. Smog is crusting up. Smog is crusting up. Um, I was going to say you should make that the name of the podcast, but you absolutely should have. Please don't. Um, uh, Cocktail Corner, we are doing a little bit of a recording marathon, so we aren't drinking much for this episode. I did make Jesse do a shot of Fireball. Uh, yeah, and I didn't take it as a shot. I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just simply could not. So I sipped down a shot of Fireball. But I also had iced tea. Yep. Uh, country, old country dad's Sweet favorite. tea. Uh, this was unsweet tea. Uh, this old country dad prefers unsweet. <laughs> this old country dad can't handle sweet tea. It's too sweet. People it make is. their sweet tea too sweet. Also, I don't want to get diabetes, and I think that's how you get it, it's from sweet tea. Sweet tea that's too sweet. That's true. I think that's fair. I'm uh, not a medical professional, but I read <laughs> that in a magazine. Um, uh, so today's episode, we have a really cool interview for you. Um, I met Jade on Twitter, Jade Aurora, um, and she is an author and uh, an artist and, and, a model. and a model and a cosplayer, and um, her book looks really awesome. We are getting ready to pick it up. It's called and, Motor City Witches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, enjoy the interview. So uh, we are today going to be interviewing Jade Aurora, and I'm going to be taking the odd questions today. Yep. So we did some rock, paper, scissors for it. Remind myself (laughs) of that as we go along. So our first question is tell us a little about you, not necessarily con or cosplay related. Okay, well, I'm 31. I am based in the Metro Detroit area. I am a like I'm a pinup model. I do mostly like retro pinup and I also do a bit of boudoir. And I'm also an artist and author and illustrator wow that's awesome um tell us a little bit about your book um it's called motor city witches is that correct yes yes so um give everybody a little idea of what that uh what that's all about and had anything or was inspired by uh your love of cosplaying and dressing up and stuff so like Motor City Witches is about, you know, three women. Like they're in their early twenties, Rochelle, Sarai, and Louise. Um, like Rochelle and Sarai, they're like childhood best friends. They also live together. Rochelle is a she's a pinup model. She comes from somewhat of a privileged background. Like her father, who was deceased, was a pediatrician. Her so her mother's a social worker. But she's still, even though she has a successful modeling career and she has all these things going for her, she's had, she's deeply insecure because she's in a very toxic relationship with someone who doesn't support her career choice, someone who constantly disrespects her and cheats on her. And Sarai's struggle is she's kind of the black sheep in her family because she's kind of gothic. She wears gothic clothing. She's also a plus size girl. 
and she comes from a conservative Christian background. And she's also an aspiring horror author and her mother does not support that. She She also struggles with being bisexual and whether or not she should come out to her parents. Wow. And yeah. And Louise is kind of a mutual friend of theirs. She's a model. She's also a burlesque performer with her own, she owns her own store where she sells her homemade accessories and she makes jewelry. She's also a wife and a full-time mom. She has a two-year-old and she comes from several generations of witches. So kind of through her, Rochelle and Sarai kind of learn about magic and they kind of learn to use their newfound abilities to kind of overcome adversity and to rise up against those that mistreat them. Very cool. What, what inspired you to, what made you want to write that, you know, specifically? Well, I'm, I've always, I'm a huge bookworm and fantasy was always one of my favorite genres of literature. Like I grew up reading Harry Potter, but what inspired me to write it black woman in america you don't see a lot of black characters being represented in that genre so i wanted to i wanted to write a story that's by a black author but you know that puts black women as the main characters and highlights their struggles because even though the book has some fantastical elements they still deal with real life issues such as misogyny racism fat phobia and homophobia and like these are real life issues that we deal with right absolutely yeah yeah and you don't see you know um i was trying to like scan my brain for like witchy characters or people with people of color and like the new chilling adventures of sabrina has side characters you know that are people of color and they're they're you know bigger characters but they're not the main character and so yeah right. very cool uh do you have any plans for any other books i am currently working on a sequel to my first Ooh. book very cool i'm gonna have to look into it i uh was showing jesse uh the site for your book and i was lo- i was looking at it and reading about it and so i'm really excited to look into it some more so yeah. Um, okay, so switching gears a little bit, what is your favorite fandom? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I would say favorite fandoms. Can I go with top three? Yeah, go for it. I would, I, I would say Disney because I've been a Disney fan since I was a toddler. So there's Disney. I'm also a huge Sailor Moon fan. And I am a big fan of the My Hero of My Hero Academia. Okay. So those are my three favorite fandoms. Yeah, we are both really big uh, Disney and Sailor Moon fans. So I haven't gotten into My Hero Academia yet, yeah, but Alex, I've heard a lot of good stuff yeah, about it. Alex yeah, it. yeah. Actually, like recently, like over the weekend, I actually got a signed Bakugo print from Bakugo's voice actor. Oh my so gosh, that was, yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. When and what was your first experience with making a costume? I would say my first experience, and this was like my first ever cosplay, and I dressed as Princess Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. Oh, okay. So I, 
I wanted to wear her blue dress from the beginning of the movie. So I already had an old prom gown that was the same color as her dress. So I just altered it and just and just and added, you know, the sash and I decorated it and that's how that's what I came up with. That's awesome. Yeah. We uh we've looked at using past prom dresses yeah. and stuff before because of bridesmaids like dresses. bridesmaid dresses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Anything is game in the house or closet, right. basically. And then yeah. that just, like makes it so much more affordable. Like, you know, I'm probably never gonna wear any of my bridesmaids dresses again. Right. To, like, or prom dresses. Right. Like yeah. what are you gonna do well, with I those? I don't have my prom dresses anymore. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know I got married last year, so I still have my wedding dress and I'm thinking can I make a cosplay? <laughs> this <laughs> my wedding dress is off limits i guess for cosplay I but i mean i'm not married I'm pro- like but if i ever did like i would just use it. <laughs> um okay so uh, as a cosplayer what is your favorite part about uh doing the cosplays putting them together and like the community what's what's the thing that sticks out the most to you I think my favorite part of cosplay is one coming up with the idea of, okay, which character do I want to dress as and figuring out how to put my own spin on it. Because I've, I realized that I'm very fond of doing gender bend cosplays. And I, the first time I did a gender bend, I did a Dr. Facilier cosplay from the princess and the frog. And I decided I'm going to do like a burlesque pinup version of that character so usually you know putting them together if I don't feel like making it from scratch because sometimes I have lazy moments where I don't want to go buy fabric and make an entire costume out of scratch so I would go check my closet to see what I already have right and sometimes I sometimes I go to thrift stores to where if I need to buy shoes or any other accessories and as far as like the community, I like what I like about the community is how we can all come together because we all have a common interest. We we like a lot of this. We like a lot of the same things, and we bond over that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the the way that you can everybody can be from such different backgrounds and and um, you know part, parts of the world even, and then we all come together in these conventions or even in an online community, and we just connect because we all love this one thing, you know, <laughs> it's, right. it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it turns out I got the, I won't say bad questions the more negative questions. <laughs> What's your least favorite part of cosplaying? I would say my least favorite part is how people put the people are being overly competitive and they forget what cosplay is really about, which is mm-hmm. to just have fun. You know, yeah. everything's a popularity who can get the most followers or the most likes and then of course I've noticed there's a lot of fat shaming and slut shaming and of course there's a lot of racism within the community so that's one of my least favorite parts of the community yeah um yeah that's I think especially online people are so emboldened to make comments about your body in costly because that's it took me a longer time to get into cosplay because I am fat and plus size. So I just seeing like horror stories online of other plus size women who, you know, 
had to hear like bad comments either in person or you upload this picture of something you're really proud of and some stranger on the internet comments you know being like oh you're too fat to wear that so um you know it it just it ruins it for so many people and even if it hasn't happened just knowing that it can happen so easily like it will it deters you from like you said starting or cosplaying right you know um right and, you know, I used to be, like, at first, because, you know, I started out cosplaying a Black character. But, you know, I always, when I, before I started getting into anime characters, I was wary about cosplaying because I was always worried about, you know, I do the photo shoot and I post the pictures online. Uh, am I going to get called the N-word version of that character? Or am I going to be told that I'm ruining that character because I'm not the right skin tone? And then I have to take a step back and realize I'm not doing this to impress people. I'm doing this to have fun. So forget right. what they think. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked with some other cosplayers about that and just how like, you know, most, most cosplayers are like, as long as you're not offensive, you know, to a different race or culture, like you're good, like don't be offensive. And that's the end of the story. And I don't know many cosplayers who do offensive cosplays or on purpose, especially anyone in person. I've seen some stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but there is always, you know, those bad seeds that are going to have something to say no matter what you do. So for sure. Um, Okay. So you said that you do a lot of like burlesque pinup uh boudoir um costumes and and uh photography so what draws you to that i guess because i started because i'm really fond of burlesque and pinup because that's the type of modeling that i do and i'm also a performer so i kind of and since i like cosplay i just look at it as i'm combining two of my favorite things into this one thing right so the only the only thing i don't do is i will not do a burlesque or a boudoir version of a minor character like if the character's underage then i don't do that that is a really good point i never would have even thought about it that's exactly what i was thinking that like yeah yeah um so what got you into that kind of photography and stuff in the first place I guess it's something I've always been fond of because growing up, I've always been fond of like vintage things, you know, growing up around my grandmother because she used to always watch black and white movies. So I used to always admire their costumes, their hairstyles. And I always wanted to model, but I knew I was too short to be a runway model. So I was looking up like different other niches. And then I found out that people still do pinup because I thought pinup was only something they did in the 40s and 50s. So when I saw that that type of modeling still existed and that they didn't have a weight requirement or a height requirement, I just did my research on how to get into that type of modeling. And I just went from there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff too. It's beautiful. Like, and just like, like you said, like the vintage aspect of it. And it's just very cool. Yeah. I wore a swing dress and a snood to my college graduation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have a favorite cosplay that you've put together? Well, let me see. I would have to say my favorite cosplay that I ever did I'm not sure. It's between Dr. Facilier because it's just I had fun playing a villain. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure if you're if you ever heard of the animated movie, The Thief and the Cobbler. It's it's oh. like it was a. <laughs> so 
So Jesse, actually, we were scrolling your Instagram, uh, getting ready for the interview and stuff. And, and Jesse was like, Oh, 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 I know this. I know this. Yeah. She got your so excited uh, with your husband. I got yeah. so excited. Um, yeah. Uh, cause it is kind of a niche movie from childhood and just like seeing some, right. it was one of those things, like, that's one of the great things about cosplay, like seeing, getting so excited and like, I'd kind of forgotten about that movie from being a kid and how much I loved it. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think the Princess Yum Yum was definitely one of my favorites. Like I had a lot of fun putting it together and to make sure I was accurate. I actually, I had to go on Etsy to find it, but I found the DVD of the movie <laughs> and that's how I was able to put the costume together. And then I had my husband watched it. He watched it with me and he decided, you know, let's make this a couple's cosplay. That's awesome. Do you guys do a lot of cosplaying together? He's not as biggest. He's not as big on cosplay as I am. He goes to cons with me, but I think after the reception we got, with the cosplay we did because we went to YumaCon last year and we got so much attention from those cosplays so I think he's a little more open to it and I think the next couple of cosplay we're planning is we're going to do Gomez and Morticia Adams oh <laughs> that's gonna be adorable yeah yeah that's Jesse we've always been taught we've been constantly talking about like different ways we could do Adams family yeah. just like our little group of people mm -hmm. and it's I don't know if it's ever going to work out, yeah. but <laughs> we're going to fight over characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a least favorite cosplay that you've put together and it's just not gone or looked the way you thought or, you know, it just didn't work out in some way or you just didn't like it when it was done? I saw like fan, like a couple years back, I saw fan art where they did like superhero versions of a lot of like Disney princesses uh -huh. so I so I sketched a design to do like a superhero version of Esmeralda of Hunchback of Notre Dame like with her red outfit and I tried it's, it's just I was excited when putting it together but then when putting it on it didn't come out quite how I wanted it to uh -huh. I'm, de I'm deciding as to whether or not to revisit it and possibly tweak a few things Oh, okay okay yeah that's always you know we always talk about how when we do wear cosplay you know for the first time because we are notorious for wearing it once and then needing all new cosplays mm -hmm. for the next convention um but when we'll wear it you know for a day and then we'll be like okay these are all the things I need to fix if I would ever wear it again like you know because you just don't know until you wear it what what's gonna happen with it so right okay Jesse oh what is your favorite crafting tool? I would have to say favorite crafting tool is a hot glue gun. It's yeah. it's just it's, <laughs> it's just convenient for me. Wow, it works with so many things. Yeah. We were actually surprised that I don't think I think that's you're the first person who has had that as their answer because we kept going, why is nobody saying hot yeah. glue gun? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh. Okay, Jade. Uh, how has being how has being a black woman in the cosplay community affected you uh, both positively and negatively? I would say positively. I mean, I do get like a lot of attention on my cosplays. I get a lot of encouragement. A lot of a lot of other black women that wanted to cosplay, but they were insecure about it. They a lot of them have come to me and told me 
that I inspired them into getting into cosplay because they were so afraid to get into it because they've heard all the horror stories about the racism in the community. As far as negatively, I haven't had any personal negative experiences. Like I haven't personally dealt with any racial remarks or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. most of the racism I've witnessed is things that happen to other cosplayers. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, something we've talked about with some other cosplayers is just, you know, the gatekeeping and, you know, even if it's not straight out, like, in-your-face racism, just, like, the little remarks that we, we know people make and stuff about, like, oh, well, that's, like you said, like, that's the Black Superman or that's, you know... Uh, when it, why can't it just be that character kind of thing? Right. Why, why does it have to? Especially since we've talked about like, you know, we're cosplaying as characters from a lot of times comic books and animated movies, <laughs> and even if it's a live action movie, nobody, no cosplayer is going to look exactly like that actor or exactly like a right. cartoon, an actual two dimensional drawn. So like, why? Like nobody's going to look exactly like right. it anyway. So why should your weight or your race or your gender that, or like, anything, yeah. yeah. But people only point it right. out when it's in a negative right. fashion. Right. And generally, it's not even cosplayers. It's some, it's it's bystanders you know, or yeah, trolls like on the internet. Yeah, on the internet that you know has some weird affinity and just like that's their way of getting attention from someone else's hard work. Right. And, Or I I feel like a lot of the trolls, when they comment on somebody, like they don't look exactly like an anime character. I feel like they have no sense of reality. They because, you know, you don't look like their fantasy character. And it's just that's not realistic. They were drawn that way. Yeah. Yeah. Where are their organs? Yeah. In yeah, <laughs> anime, a lot of, especially in anime, like they physically could not exist right. as human beings in the real world. So, <laughs> right. like, how right. can we even, you know, this, quote unquote, this fold here is where my organs are. Right? Yeah, like, how could you realistically even, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's maddening. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Um, oh, it's my next. It thing. is you. How do you, as a cosplayer, deal with the feeling of over competing or comparison within the community? Okay, I would say in the beginning, I found myself comparing myself to other cosplayers because I thought, you know, they're thinner than me or, you know, I was really insecure about my body. But then, like, now I look at it as this. I'm just focusing on myself instead of comparing myself to someone else because it's like, you know, cosplay is supposed to be about having fun. You're, You're doing this because you like the character that you're dressing as. And I feel like if you're constantly comparing yourself to other cosplayers, you're not going to have fun with it. Right. Yeah. When, when we started doing interviews for the, for the podcast, um, I always got super anxious because I was like, okay, I don't mind talking to these cosplayers, but what if they think like, cause I mean, we've had some amazing cosplayers on, you know, oh, their work is so much better than mine. They're sewing yeah. so much better than mine. Like their makeup skills, their wig styling, you know, like, that goes through my head and I I always was like what if they are like oh these you know mediocre cosplayers are interviewing us or whatever but everyone we've talked to has just been the most amazing like and then you realize they aren't even they aren't comparing so why should you like in the negative manner so yeah it's I think this doing these interviews has helped me kind of get over that because I'm like they're just they're doing that because they love it 
And that's why you're doing it too. So quit getting caught up on this little bullshit, basically. (laughs) Do you have any future cosplays or cosplays that you've been working on during the pandemic that you're really excited about for, you know, the next time we have conventions? So, of course, I'm dressing as Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Um, I'm also planning either doing Sailor Moon in her sailor outfit, or I'm thinking of a Princess Serenity cosplay. And also, I've seen some fan art, because I'm not sure if you're, like, familiar with, like, the 18th centuries, like, Marie Antoinette-style fashions. So I've seen... Yeah, I I actually seen some Rococo fan art of Tiana, and I'm actually in the process of commissioning a seamstress for to make that cosplay for. Very cool. Yeah, we knew last year we wanted to do Rococo style. We didn't know what though, because we didn't want to just be Marie Antoinette, you know, or or just a historical cosplay. So we did uh, Rococo X Men, um, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's one of my favorite cosplays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next question is who or what inspires you? Um, let me see. I would say, and it, it can be just anyone. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't anybody. have to necessarily be cosplay. No. Oh, I would definitely, I would definitely say my grandmother and my mother inspire me. Because even though my grandmother, she's deceased and she died when I was 18, I think she is what got me into cosplay because growing up every year for Halloween she would make my Halloween costumes and one of the first I would say I officially I think my first cosplay was when I was seven because that's when I started watching Sailor Moon (laughs) and I remember before I went to school it was on TV in the morning and I pointed to the TV and told my grandma that's who I want to be for Halloween and she actually made a Sailor Moon costume. Oh, that's awesome. And and I would also say my mom inspires me too because like me she's also very creative. So creativity kind of runs in the family. So they I feel like they both inspire me because they're also they were determined women and they're also creative women. So that's who I get a lot of my inspiration from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite convention that like when the world opens back up, you're going to be like ready to go? I would say Yumacon, mostly because Yumacon, it's local. So that's mostly the only convention I have really been going to. They have it in downtown okay. Detroit. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, do you prefer solo cosplays or group cosplays? I don't have a preference. Like, I like solo cosplay. I never really had an opportunity to do a group cosplay, but I'd hope that's something that I can do in the future. Yeah. Yeah. They're both, uh, we, there's different reasons for, you know, yeah. us liking both mm-hmm. options. We've never done a big, big group. We only right. ever, like, usually it's just the two of us matching or, like, the two of us and a couple of our other friends yeah. uh, that we go to conventions with, so. Right. Um, yeah. One of my dream group cosplays is I, if I can get friends to agree to it, <laughs> I want to dress as the muses from Hercules. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that's, like, my favorite Disney movie. Yes. Yes, the muses are awesome. Um, okay, what has been your most challenging cosplay to date and why? Let's see. 
I'm trying to think. I would say most challenging cosplay would have to be. I would have to say my because I did do a Cruella Deville cosplay. Mm-hmm. I think that was my most challenging one. Is I wanted to put my own spin on it, but it was like you know trying to find a good, trying to find the right wig for it, and trying to put the outfit right you know try to put the outfit together to where people would recognize who i'm supposed to be dressed as and also trying to find a faux like faux dalmatian fabric is really difficult (laughs) i did a i did a corella develop for the bunny hatch party at dragon con two years ago uh yeah because there wasn't one yeah so 2000 yeah 2019 yeah and uh I, I just wore like a white fur stole like around my shoulders, but I knew I wanted to make my bunny ears and my tail and my uh, bow tie out of uh, Dalmatian fabric. And I, I found some on Amazon and it wasn't great, but I mean, it did the trick. But yeah, I had a really terrible time look finding it. Like I was, yeah. I'm shocked at how hard it was to find. <laughs> Yeah, so since I couldn't find the fur, I just had like a red feather boa and just carried that with mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I saw your acrylic. It was very, very cute. Uh, all right, my next question. If funds and time were not a factor, what cosplay would you want to do the most? I would definitely, I would say Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Which dress? I would say the big yellow, the, the, the yellow ball. The ball gown, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's got yeah. some great, cost, great costumes. That's a... But I know that takes a lot of sewing skill. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, you have to do, get the, the hoop skirt and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a lot of fabric and a lot of time and yeah. sewing. And, so. Yeah, I, like, I've always wanted to do a ball gown for a convention. But then I'm like, okay, how am I going to pee? How am I going to, like sit in a panel. I think our Rococo dresses were good training for it. Good tra- <laughs> you know, <laughs> ball game <laughs> training. <laughs> they weren't that big, but they were they were good size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite uh, con or cosplay story? Something funny or it doesn't have to be funny. I would say it's, this was, I have two. The first one was when I did my first cosplay as Princess Tiana. Me and my friends, we were just walking around the convention. This was at Yumacon, and a little girl, it was a little black girl, and her mother came up to us, and she specifically, she approached me and said that her daughter, because Tiana was her favorite princess, so her daughter wanted a picture with us, so she took a picture with me, and she thought I was actually Tiana, and not just someone dressed as her. Yeah. And then another one, yeah. And another one was when I first wore my Princess Yum Yum cosplay, someone actually stopped me because I was in the dealer room in the artist alley. She stopped me and she got my picture and wanted to hug me. And she actually said she was near tears because that was her favorite film and she had never seen anyone cosplay character. So she said it brought back a lot of childhood memories for her. Oh, that's, yeah. Kids and just, like, anybody who is so, like, invested in the character you're doing, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing like that, that interaction at a convention. Like, little kids coming up to you, even if they don't say anything, just, like, the look in their eye or, yeah. like, stuff like that. Like, yeah. you can't beat that. 
What is something you want to tell yourself, you would want to tell yourself as a cosplay beginner or to anyone just starting out in cosplay? I would say don't focus on followers or popularity. I would just say have fun because if you're just, if you're doing it because you enjoy it and you're not just trying to get popular, it would be a lot more rewarding and you would be a lot happier because it would be a lot more enjoyable for you. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Yep. That is really good advice. All right, Jay, last question for you. Tell everyone, uh, this isn't a question. Jesse's going to correct me <laughs> if I don't correct myself. <laughs> Tell everyone uh, where they can find you and your amazing work on social media. You can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is literally Jade Aurora 1989. And it's also the same as my Instagram handle. If you want to check out my illustrations, my Instagram handle is Roxy Joe Creations. And if you're interested in getting a copy of the book, you can either go on the publisher's website and you can also find a book on Amazon. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for being on with us today, Jade. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys, we hope that you enjoyed the interview with Jade. Um, I know that we really did. Uh, she was great to she had all these different viewpoints that, um, you know, we don't necessarily have. So yeah, it was cool. And also, um, an author, right. Uh, that's not, you know, we're not, we are not in fact authors. I mean, I write stuff, but it's because my therapist likes me to write stories because it helps me with my brain problems. (laughs) Yeah. Your brain has got a lot of those brain problems. (laughs) Yeah. It helps me with my brain problems. (laughs) So I would never publish any of it. I'd probably be put on some sort of watch list if I ever <laughs> published any of my writings. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So if you want to follow along with us on social media, uh, you can do so. We are at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod on Facebook and Instagram. We are also on Twitter at Cosplay Pod. Um, and you can send us messages there or you can just follow along and uh, see what we're up to. Uh, if you want to send us stuff, that's that's where Jessie comes in. Um, she hangs out in the email. Oh, I mean, I'll hang out there. Yeah, you do. I just have. That's where you live, like the liquor store driveway or the Starbucks, Starbucks freaking drive-through. Thirty-four minutes <laughs> in the Starbucks drive-through. That's where she lives now. Yeah, oh, I couldn't get that out. in the email. All I wanted was a cheese danish. <laughs> I did get it. Took me thirty minutes. That's definitely not a commercial. Thirty four minutes for a cheese Danish. Uh, What can they send there? Uh, You can send not to the Starbucks. Yeah, no, I don't. I uh, please don't send things to the Starbucks drive through unless I get stuck there again. Then please send help. To our email, you can send cocktail recipes uh, that you want us to try. Mocktail recipes, too. Uh, We've been trying to branch out, A, just because we are recording more during the days, so we don't necessarily want to drink. Uh, And sometimes we're recording multiple episodes with, like, you know, social distancing and me living almost three hours away. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Uh, And also just to be uh, cognizant of the fact that some of our listeners do not drink alcohol. Right. So um, if you have mocktail recipes, those would be happily accepted as well. Um, Cosplay challenge ideas. If you've done one of our cosplay challenges and you want us to see your work. We want to see it. Whether you want us to see it or not, we want to see it. That's aggressive. (laughs) Uh, 
Well, we do. Only if you want, I only want to see it if you want me to. Don't like, if you don't want me to see it, I don't want to see it. I'm not a creep. I don't feel comfortable with what you're doing right now. (laughs) You're going down a path I can't follow, Anakin. Anakin, you're going down a path I can't follow. Uh, Did you have more fireball? What's going on? Yeesh. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Any cosplay pictures that you'd like us to feature, we'll pop them up on our social media, especially if it's relevant to an episode. Um, Corrections. We always want to ask for corrections. Things that we've said that are factually wrong uh, or just things we've said that you're like, hey, that was a shitty thing to say. Uh, Be better. Yeah, we want to try, you know, 2021. I said 2020 was going to have big crone energy, and that was (laughs) – I did a curse, I think, accidentally (laughs) – so, uh, 2021, I'm gonna is gonna have big Jesse improvement energy. Yeah. I'm gonna improve myself in every way. So, uh, I'm gonna get better at accepting criticisms. Not that it's a criticism to, no. you know, right. just be be better. Yeah, we just want to be be better. kinder individuals. Yeah, kinder, faster, bionic man. Right. $60,000 man. What is it? I don't know. $6 million man. $60,000 man. That's, that's the budget version. That's the, the uh, great value. Yeah. This is the equate version. $60,000 man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, you can send weird fish pics and interesting plants and mushrooms. Uh, uh, convention or cosplay stories. Um, any kind of nerd news or... Yeah. Uh, um, Icelandic folklore. Yeah. That's anything that you think is cool that you think other people in the community would think is cool. We want to know. We want to know. It. And we'll tell our people about it and then they'll tell other people about it. And then it goes it's around like the world. It's like that game, a phone, you know? A fo- you know? Telephone. Telephone. Yeah. That game of phone. <laughs> that's on like a Game of Thrones knockoff <laughs> now. Game of phones. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, Jesse, where where did they send that to? Our email is cosplayingcocktailspod at gmail.com. Uh, that's gmail.com. Um, are we done? I think you're past done, pal. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.